Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand, hey, finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, if you've been listening to us over the past 24 years or (laughs) over the past few months, you know that I'm really focusing in on this topic about the transfer of wealth that they're saying is going to pass hands in the next seven years. And in fact, they're even starting to say there could be up to 30 billion, with a B, 30 billion dollars going to women. So we want to make sure that women are prepared or that you're prepared so that you can receive this wealth and know what to do with it. Because what we don't want to happen is for the money to come and it slipped through your fingers and while it was transferred, it never transformed and never accomplished the purpose that God had for that money to take care of you, to take care of your family, to take care of your community. And yes, I dare say, even make impact in this nation. So Last month, I spent a lot of time talking about how do we prepare for this transfer. And men, whether it we're think, talking about your wives, your sister, your mom, whoever, don't just plug your ears because this is for you too, because I believe the money is going across the board. Women may get the larger portion, but we all must be prepared, right? We all have to have that spiritual awareness of, hey, maybe this is bigger than me. We need to have that emotional intelligence that says, I know my emotions want to do this, but I'm not going to react that way. I'm aware of what's emotionally moving around me, but I'm going to stay right and through the course and accomplish what God has for me. And then, of course, we want to have financial savvy. We want to know how does funds work? How do I position? What is a financial plan? Do I have a good financial plan? And of course, that's one of the reasons why upcoming on May 11th, we're having the Timeless Truths for Investing seminar. It's going to be in person right here at the office of Crystal Clear Finances, and I'm inviting you to attend. Now, we only have room for 50 people, so it is limited seating, and we are bringing in a guest speaker from Eventide Investments, which is all about values-based investment investing. But I would encourage you to come. You can call the office at 518-433-7181. You can visit our website at crystalclearfinances.com. Look under the free seminars and sign up. Make sure you have that seat because learning how to have financial savvy, knowing how money works and how to properly position it is key. Now, last month when we talked about the spiritual, the emotional, and mechanical processes of creating wealth, then we moved on to this month. And this month we've been talking about, okay, we're understanding we know what to do if you're the person receiving the money, but hey, what if you want to be the person who's giving the money? How cool is that? And I know many of my clients are over the age of 60. They got some money to give. And so what we need to do is make sure we understand, well, what's my responsibility if I already have the money? And I do want to take a quick note here to say, if you have money right now and you say, but Crystal, it's not a lot. I barely have enough for me. I couldn't give it to somebody else. Okay, that's not what I'm asking you to do. But what I am saying is it says scripturally that if you're faithful with a little, what does he do? He makes you ruler over much. So at least take the responsibility to look at your finances today and say, okay, 
I'm going to do what's necessary to steward what I have in preparation that as I do what I'm called to do, God will increase what I have that maybe, just maybe you can say, hey, God, pick me. Let me be part of this wealth transfer to the next generation. Now, the last two weeks, I did talk about that. I talked about the fact that, all right, so if you're the one that's going to be transferring it, what are some of the steps you need to take? And we talked about the six T's of transferring, figuring out, okay, well, who is it supposed to go to? Does it necessarily have to go to your children? And then I dared broach the subject. Did it have to go to your children equally? Oh, But we have to look at it. While we love our children equally, we have to treat them uniquely. And if we give resources to our children that could hurt them, how is that showing love? So we've got to look at this, whether we set up special needs trust so that we make sure that there is a steady flow, but we don't endow that to them in one lump sum. So there are some things we can take care of there. And that's why last week we talked about those transfers. And of course, we talked about the positioning of our funds, that while we're waiting to give it to the next generation, while we're using it to take care of ourselves, our family, our community, and yes, the nation, we want to make sure it's positioned correctly, that we are funding organizations, we're funding companies, we're funding, we're purchasing stocks that we can believe in. So here's a quick check. How many of you, if you laid your stocks out before the Lord would say, what do you think? Pretty good. Do I get a thumbs up, God? Or does he say, are you kidding me? This is a company that's known to support abortion. This one right here, this is what this does. And these are all anti-biblical types of companies. So we want to make sure that we do a values-based assessment, which of course is something we can always do for you here at Crystal Clear Finances. So with that long introduction, let me talk to you about what we're going to talk about today. And I may even spend time on it next week. It depends on how much we get through today. Because I want to talk about, all right, you've got your money set. You've got it invested properly. You have a financial plan. You've identified how you're going to transfer it to the next generation. Check, check, check. Great job. But what do we do between the point A and point B when we're actually going to transfer that money? Well, during that period of time, one area that I feel is so critical that we need to watch and we can prepare for is that we need to realize that it needs to be protected. Now, you might say, Crystal, what do you mean by protected? I'm not talking about, oh, just make sure that you have a floor on something you invest in the market or anything like that. What I'm talking about is studies show, and I received this from AIB conference that I just attended, that shows that the number one cause for bankruptcy in those who are in retirement is medical bills. Yeah, you heard me right. It's not a stock market crash. It's not a recession. Hey, they didn't even list a depression. They said it's medical bills. That's what eats up the family resources. Now, It is true that if we have family resources and our loved ones need it, we're going to spend it. I'm just saying, hey, if we know this is the number one cause for bankruptcy, then why in the world aren't we doing something to mitigate the risk? You know, I have a lot of clients And with everything that's been going on in the market, oh, they are watching the market and they want to make sure that they don't lose everything. And you know what? I don't blame them. I don't want them to lose everything either. But for 24 years as a financial planner, 
I do not have one client that went had money in their account and went to zero. That's a pretty good ratio. I, I think my clients are pretty happy about that. But my point of that is we're so concerned about the stock market one, which I don't see a track history of w- within our financial planning clients where we're seeing that. Why aren't we more concerned or equally concerned when it comes to our healthcare and this healthcare system. Now we're gonna go through this today because I wanna go over some uh, shocking statistics for you because I've talked with individuals and I've said, you know what? Have you considered having long-term care insurance? Oh, no, 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 it's too expensive. So I wanna go through all these different options because there have been times, oh my gosh, has it been expensive? But that's not necessarily the case today. You know, I've noticed that many times in life, when we experience something, we try it once, oh, and we had a negative, negative experience. Well, then we're never gonna try it again. All right, so let's just calm. Let's think this through. Okay, it wasn't a good experience. So let's see, what was it that you didn't like about it? Did you get a second opinion? Did you go someplace else? Did you sit down and discuss it? Thank God that I didn't live my life saying, oh, I fell, therefore I'm never going to walk again because that might hurt me. Now that seems silly, doesn't it? But when we look at things and we make snap decisions, especially ones that could literally have the potential to wipe out our retirement savings, I think we owe it to ourselves, which is why we're doing this program today, to make sure we have that information. So let me go ahead. I just want to give you some information right now that may startle you. It says that seven out of 10 people, so if you're in a room and there's a bunch of people there, is there 10 people? Well, seven of them, if they're over the age of 65 is going to need some type of long-term care support. Okay, before everyone used to say, oh, it's a 50-50 chance, right? Oh, it won't be me. Look how strong I am. But right now, if there's 10 people in the room over 65, only three of them, and I know you're beating your chest and saying, it's me, I'm one of the three. Well, praise God. But just in case you're not, I think we need to address this. Also, listen to the statistic. 66% of caregivers use their own retirement and savings funds to pay for care. That means, so let's just walk this out. That means that either mom or dad are unable to care for themselves. So the daughter or the son has now stepped into that role and is taking care of them. And when funds are needed because no long-term care insurance was put in place maybe, or because they have very limited retirement accounts, whatever it is, the funds aren't there. So the child is taking their resources to take care of mom and dad, which I know the child loves mom and dad, but guess what? The child is going to eventually be in that same position and who's going to take care of them. Now, just so that you know, if you want to look at where I'm getting these, I went to the Genworth site. There is statistics on it. I'm going to put it in the notes so that you can click on this link. You get your bag of tissues because you may not want to rate everything on this link, but it affects 100% of the families. Those who have long-term healthcare issues, it impacts everyone. You know, as a certified financial planner, one of the things that I see when I'm sitting down with families, nine times out of 10, there's three or four kids, right? It's one. 
It's one child that this all falls on. Now, maybe it's because everyone, as soon as they grew up, they moved as far away from mom and dad as possible so that they didn't get picked. Maybe it's they just, that is not their nature to nurture, but it usually falls on the shoulders of someone. You know, I have a very close friend and I'm watching her walk through this right now. And I went running with her the other day and I saw how tired she is. I'm like, what is going on? And she's in a case where she is taking care of her parents. She's helping them go through this. Yes, it's costing financially, but you know what it's costing? It's costing the time. It's causing her to step away from her work. So now there's not revenue coming in, right? Because she can't go to her job. She's taking care of her parents, making sure that she's up in the middle of the night, administering pain meds, making sure that they're okay, being at their beck and call whenever they need something, and literally wearing this child, who's an adult, down. And we have to understand that not only is this a financial, but this is also a physical on our children. And I'm gonna put one more point out here because this is probably one of the deciding factors for me why I have long-term insurance. And, and I have no problem showing my policy to my clients as they put it in place because you know the proof's in the pudding and I'm gonna make sure I have a policy too. And I was excited when I got that. Now, this is one of the reasons why I have my long-term care. If you've been to my office at Crystal Clear Finances, you know my right-hand person is none other than George Langdon V, who we affectionately call Five. But if I don't have long-term care insurance in place, and my husband was to pass, and statistics show that women live longer than men, then who's going to care for me? Now, if I don't have insurance, Five would probably be the one. He's the closest one to me. So let me ask you that. So that means that five has to bathe me? Does five have to take care of me when I have to go to the bathroom? Does five have to help dress me? All these things that I just don't ever want my son to have to go through. I want to have the dignity to be able to take care of myself. And when I reach that place where I can't, where I need the loving help, I would rather put my son in a place where he can supervise who will come in and care for me, supervise that they get paid, rather than he leave his wife, his little girl, Charlotte, and hopefully have lots more, hint, hint, five, lots more children. He would have to leave them to come care for me. Now, would he do this? Yes, he would. I believe he would. Would your children do it? You know, if they love you the same way my son loves me, probably, right? But is that what we want for our children? And that's where the question goes. You know, so many times when we think about finances, we think it's just the numbers, right? It's not just the numbers. It's the impact that it will have on family. It's the disruption between the kids who are helping and wearing themselves down and depleting their resources and their energy and the time with the stress it puts on their own family and the stress between them and their siblings because the siblings won't help. I can't tell you how many families that came to me, they were not clients, but they became clients. But what happened is you have that one that said, I took care of all that. And usually how I meet them is I have someone call the office and say, I need an appointment with Crystal. I need long-term care insurance. Why? Because they just finished walking it out with their parents and their parents didn't have it. So let me just give a brief definition in case there's someone that's not understanding how long-term care insurance works or long-term care. Then I want to take a quick 60-second break and then we'll come back. But I really want to dive into it and I want to help answer those questions of, 
oh my gosh, this is going to be too expensive. What if they raise the rates? I heard that they raise the rates. You heard correctly. What about, what if I just self-insure? What if they go bankrupt? All those questions that we have, I want to talk through them so that you can make a logical decision. And you know, there are individuals that are able to buy smaller policies so it at least has something rather than nothing. So let me just read this about long-term care. Long-term care is the care you may need if you are unable to perform daily activities on your own. So basically in this industry, there's six ADLs, assisted daily living activities. And in order to say that you qualify for long-term care, it means you can't do two of them. So when we talk about that, it's things like eating. You can't eat by yourself. You can't pick that fork up, your coordination with your hands, bathing, dressing. You know, there's uh, one individual we were able to turn on long-term care for when we found out that all of a sudden she's wearing Velcro sneakers, not tie sneakers. You might think, well, what's the big deal besides the fashion statement? Um, but it was because her fingers couldn't tie it anymore. Watching what shirt she was wearing. All of a sudden the shirts didn't have buttons on them. They were just the pullover shirts. Those were signs that she could not do one of the six assisted daily living. There's also a transferring, there's using the bathroom. There's a lot of different place uh, areas where we don't think about that as individuals get older and their bodies just don't work the same way when they have Alzheimer, I'm gonna to read to you later on the statistics that are coming out about Alzheimer's, that qualifies for long-term care. And what's hard is when someone's going through Alzheimer and they don't know who you are and you're trying to bathe them, you're trying to take care of them, and they're angry because they feel violated because they don't know who you are taking care of them. That's why we see the nursing homes. That's why we have situations where people have long-term care. They're able to pay for someone to come in and help be with them and develop that relationship. So a lot we're going to talk about, it's all good stuff, right? Because when we know about something, rather than putting our head in the sand and saying, yep, I guess that's true. Hopefully I just won't have medical problems when I'm old. Well, instead of doing that, why don't we plan? Because there's a way we can begin putting things together. Got a lot of options here, a lot of things that we just need to start learning and then praying about. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. Businesses exist to create value, and that value can enhance respecting personal freedom demonstrating concern for justice, promoting family in our communities, exhibiting responsible management practices and environmental stewardship. But unfortunately, these values are not often found in every company, and yet they continue to grow and receive funding from unaware investors. But this doesn't have to continue. It's time to rediscover the timeless truths of investing. What are the principles and systems of measurements that we should use to evaluate companies? What are the moral ethics and mission statements of companies we're empowering through our investment funds? And at what price to our community and the welfare of others are we willing to accept profit? Find out these answers and more at the Timeless Truths event on Thursday, May 11th at 6 p.m. at the offices of Crystal Clear Finances. This live on-site event will be full of investing wisdom and timeless truths that can be applied. Call 518-433-7181 to register today. 
And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure to be here with you. And again, I am ramped up because I am excited to bring this information to you. I feel like I have an opportunity to help you plan so that possibly you don't experience bankruptcy in retirement, that medical bills don't come in and wipe you out or you leave them behind as you pass on for your loved ones. So we wanna make sure we have everything in place for you. Now, before we jump back into our discussion, I do wanna remind you, give our office a call at 518-433-7181. We have 50 seats and I need to go in and now count how many we really have left, but 50 seats for an upcoming seminar, The Timeless Truths of Investing, getting back to the foundational, what are we investing in? Why do we own it? Should we be owning it? And how do we position ourselves? So that is coming up May 11th at six o'clock. We need you to RSVP by calling the office or going online to crystalclearfinances.com, signing up, let us know what type of sandwich you want because you know we use West End bagels and we just put them in there with your chips and your water. It's just a whole thing. So sign up if you're interested. So let's jump back into our discussion. Every day until 2030, 10,000 baby boomers will turn 65 and seven out of 10 of them will require long-term care in their lifetime. And again, I'm gonna put the reference of where I find the statistics in the notes of this show. I also wanna mention, and I talked about this briefly before the break, about Alzheimer. Currently, 6.2 million Americans have Alzheimer's and that number grows steadily. In fact, by 2050, this number is projected to increase to 13 million. Now here's the scary part. The average life expectancy after someone has been diagnosed with Alzheimer is eight to 10 years. Okay, so let's think this through. How do we fund taking care of them for eight to 10 years? Now I'm gonna go down a little rabbit trail. Remember we've talked about Eventide? Eventide is actually working with companies that are developing things to help with Alzheimer's. So isn't this so cool, full circle, how we can be values-based investing, trying to find cures for real diseases that are causing real bankruptcies and breaking you know, down the finances in a household, all comes together. All right, so let's talk about one of the misconceptions. And that is, but Crystal, it's too expensive, so I'm gonna have Medicare pay for it. Okay, unfortunately, many people believe this, and I wanna just clear this up. Medicare will pay for services once the following conditions have been met. You've had a recent prior hospital stay that lasted not one, not two, but three days in the hospital. Then you're admitted to a Medicare certified nursing facility within 30 days of that. And actually, when you go through that whole process, the average amount is they're gonna pay 28 days. So we just heard that the Alzheimer was eight to 10 years. So them paying 28 days, hoo-hoo, what does that even do? That's why this is so important that we have to begin to understand that they have this criteria and unless all of the criteria is met, they will say, okay, so from days 21 to 100, we're only gonna pay this amount. And it's just, it's just nonsense in my opinion. We need to do better planning. So let's address some of the concerns that I hear people talk about. People will say to me, Crystal, I don't want long-term healthcare insurance. I think the better way to say this is 
do that you want insurance that will keep you out of the nursing home because long-term care insurance is I want to stay out of the nursing home insurance when we have long-term care insurance, we can use it at home. Did you know that 80% of the people with long-term care policies use them for in-home? They are saying, don't put me in the nursing home. I've done everything I know to do to prepare for this day. I want the care. Bring them to me at my home. That's the way I know I would want it. If God chooses that I'm not going to have good health my entire time, well, I'm praying that he will. But if that is not the case, then I want to be in my own home. I want to be around things that would seem familiar to me. And I want to know that my kids are supervising who they're letting into the house. So waiting on long-term, not wanting long-term care insurance, I don't know if that's the proper outlook. I understand not wanting to go to a nursing home. So how about we put in insurance that can make sure that you stay home? The next one says, well, you know, let me just pause here for a moment. I've heard people say, Crystal, I don't need a retirement plan. I know I'm kind of segueing a little, but follow me on this. I don't have a retirement plan. To which I answer, yes, you do. You just are not in control of it. Because here's the deal. There's going to come a day when your body gets too tired to work or your boss gets too sick of you. Either one, and you're older, and they say you can no longer work. When that day comes, congratulations, you're in retirement. Now, if you don't have a plan, guess what happens? You get what the government offers you, Social Security. If you do have a plan, you get to take Social Security and everything else you prepared. So there is a plan for you, just one you may not like, one that you have control of, having a real retirement plan, and one you don't have in control of, which is what the government's going to tell you what your retirement will be like. Same thing with the long-term health care. You might say, Crystal, I don't even want to think about long-term health care. No, yuck, I, I don't want to deal with it. Stick your head in the sand. There is a long-term plan for you. You can either decide to make one where you use long-term care insurance, you self-fund, there's some things you can do. We put together different components to make it work. Or you can take the government's version, which is more where you get to a level of impoverishment. You literally are at the poverty level and then they'll pay for you. Now, when you think of that, do you think that you're going to get to stay in a nursing home that's so cool because the government cares for you? Oh, please, please be shaking your head no, because there is a plan for you. And it's going to, and for many, it is just Medicaid, and Medicaid's just going to go this one way, or you can choose to have a voice in it. So remember, I said this earlier in our program today, long-term care insurance is not just about saving the family's finances, though that is a key component. It's also about saving the family unity, the health of your loved ones, the health of, health of your children, and it's for dignity for yourself. So in those situations, a loved one isn't coming in and having to take care of your needs. Now, I want to talk about this one and I'm looking at the clock realizing, guess what? We get to do two parts on this because yeah, there is a way lot more information here we need to go through. But I am going to say this and I'll probably close on this thought. When you say you can't afford it, and we'll dive into deeper next week because I want to show you some statistics, show you some actual quotes. When you say you can't afford it, understand what is your other alternative? 
What is, how can you afford not to do this? You know, we've got to find a way to put it, whether it's, hey, I'll have a small policy that I can increase over time, and then I'll have this over here that will supplement. One of the things you can think if you say, well, I'm gonna self-fund is, okay, well, when you get to that place, which one of your assets are you selling first? You're gonna sell your 401k, get rid of that. Then you're gonna sell your IRA and get rid of that. And then your Roth and get rid of that. What will you live on? These are all questions we need to ask ourselves. And I'm looking at the clock and realizing, okay, I need to wind this up. I wanna bring hope to you. Understand the whole purpose of today's talk and next week. So please, yes, join me next week. It will be just as fun as today is talking about something that literally can cripple people financially, emotionally, and even spiritually because medical bills and the health of our body in retirement years is not addressed. You don't have to have all the answers, but what we do is we have to put a plan together that we can tap into and use, and I would be honored if I could sit down and help you put that plan together. So just give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation. Say, I need to talk about long-term care insurance. I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know how it works, but I need some help. And we can talk from there. So join us again next week as we continue to provide clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.